Welcome to Local Listens. Welcome to Local Listens. You're listening to Local Listens. You're listening to Local Listens. Local Listens. Welcome to Local Listens. Welcome to Local Listens. Welcome to Local Listens. Local Listens. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Local Listens Podcast. I'm with a very special friend today. I owe him many thanks. He was the first person to ever invite me onto a podcast, and since then, it's been about a month since we've spoken, and we're back together today to get into it. We have a lot to get into today, but first, let me introduce Emmanuel Kingman of the Goodness Over Darkness Podcast, the Godcast. So Emmanuel has overcome addiction. He has experienced life in prison, sexual trauma. He's lost 100 pounds and is now a warrior for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Additionally, Christ is the one who saved him from psychedelics, and now he is becoming, and I would say he is, a psychic. And all of a sudden, these uh, demonic attacks that may have been troubling him in the past are no longer here, thanks to Christ. And that's who we're going to talk about a lot today. But I also want to thank him for doing the Goodness Over Darkness podcast. The Godcast has offered me a lot of value and love and light in these dark times starting in 2020. And I'm so, so blessed that we were able to come together. So Emmanuel, welcome, man. How's it going today? Well, thank you so much for having me. That's uh, quite the intro you have uh, that, you know, I it humbles me every time someone tells me that my podcast helps them it really does uh, i mean some people they take in they feed their ego with it me it's just like i am not worthy not that i'm not worthy but it's just like that humbleness like i can't believe yeah. me telling my story just uh, helps you so it's very thank surprising. you so much yeah for that. yeah it's amazing like once you start telling your story and speaking your truth which is what we're going to get into in just a second it's amazing what kind of impact you would have, not only just in your own personal life, but like, you know, you might, uh, you might end up touching people who you had no idea were out there. So really, yeah. really thankful for you, bro. And I do have our first ritual question for you, Emmanuel. When, when did you start to speak your truth? So, okay, well, I guess, you know, if we want to say my, my full truth. So when I started waking up in 2020, when I started turning people off to me, uh, all the normies that were around me, when uh, it was building up to COVID. And uh, so we're talking January, February. So like December, January, February, I was posting questions on my Facebook. Now, I was a coach of a travel softball team, which is uh, expensive. It is a lot of work. And parents that are putting their children into that, you know, the, I was, it was a 10 year old team, 10 year team. So it was nine and 10 year olds on the team. Mm -hmm. And the parents are, you know, they're the type of parents that are going to be on top of their kids. So right. I start posting questions on my Facebook, like, uh, I didn't post this one exactly, but like, how could Jeff Yule melt steel beams, mm. <laughs> you know, stuff like That's that. Subtle. Just, <laughs> yeah, just little things like, how could uh, passports still be around after the Twin Towers fall? You know, mm. 
little things like that talking about uh, the fed isn't uh, a government agency it's actually privately in company like did you guys know i would do that like every day yeah. for a couple of weeks uh, did you know so then in february uh god started really putting on me was like all right start warning people to prepare so i do that mm. right and then what happens is march hits and we get shut down right so as we're shut down at first i told everybody you know all the parents and all i was like look right away i was like i'm canceling practice mm -hmm. uh and this was like right before we were made to cancel practice anyway mm -hmm. but this was like a day or two before and i was like look i've been seeing uh videos in china people are dropping you know this and that's why I was saying, like, in February, I was like, something's yeah. coming here. Because yeah. I was saying all that in January, February. And they didn't really have issue with that because I was like, look, I'm, I'm being preemptive and we're going to cancel it. Then a few yeah. weeks in, and I'm like, all right, let's get back on the, you know, let's get this thing going. Because uh, the fatality rate just isn't there. And that's when things started getting hazy because some yeah. parents were afraid. Some mm -hmm. parents were like, why aren't we out there already? And I'm like, look, whoever wants to come out, come out. And there would be like five girls there out of, uh, I think we had 11 on the team mm. and only five would show up. And it was like a depressing type of practice. Yeah, you lost half we, your whole team. Yeah. Yeah. We worked so hard mm. in the fall and winter doing indoor stuff. I mean, three, four times a week. Like we mm. put a lot of effort into it. And we got to play one scrimmage, which we beat a team we shouldn't have been able to beat. You know, they should have been much better than we were. And uh, we beat them. And we were looking really good. And that's all we got to play together. It was mm. very unfortunate. So I started speaking my truth more and more about COVID and how it's, it was, you know, not what they're telling us. And this started turning off the parents that were even kind of like interested in my questioning of, did you know? Hmm. you know that type of stuff that was getting them to question things they were kind of like oh i need to separate myself from this guy so everyone yeah. all of a sudden you know i was the odd man now and then you know i moved down to georgia so uh but hey it worked out for me my daughter yes, she, just, she just made the uh the high school team she's in seventh nice. grade hey yeah, congrats to her yeah thank you yeah she and uh she's easily i mean she's just uh she's a for real stud and she's going to go wherever she wants to go with this thing she's the best pitcher in the county league ball or, or like one of the best two pitchers and she hasn't played in two years that's how much wow. practice we put in yeah. as a 10 year old she's that good so and she plays with 13 to 17 year olds now and, and she's uh, one of the best two pitchers probably the best pitcher on the high school team right now so it's just incredible that she could just pick it up just like that because of all the practice we put in so so to all the parents that uh out made me an outcast and now we're coming to the truth you know you know welcome welcome finally you hey know, you're welcome coming back around. Yeah, yeah man well right on it's good to hear i mean your daughter she has an awesome dad so i'm really happy that you guys have been able to connect through softball it's really cool and you've been able to support her in that in that regard and speaking of softball and coaching there's something that you did bring up at one point um it's really cool that you're a coach by the way like that's a really awesome role and it's a very special role to be able to motivate and lead people and you've also uh have mentioned that you're into life coaching is that true emmanuel 
Yeah, I, uh, I do life coaching. Uh, it's, that's been uh, not as prevalent lately, but yeah, mm. coaching is something uh, that you can use in any sense. I'm a coach yeah. of whatever it is. Like if yeah. I'm at work and I'm helping someone, uh, a coworker, I'm coaching them on how Definitely. to do it better. I'm not doing things for people. I coach them up and whether it's uh, food shopping, you know, if right. you want to get the proper food, whatever it is, you know, yeah. I'm always trying to help people and show them a better way. So yeah, I coach in every aspect. Awesome, man. Awesome. man. let's think about this for a second. So like when you're doing food shopping, for example, that's a great, um, well, it's something that people should think about quite a bit. Like when you consume certain things, certain foods or certain ideologies, certain belief systems, they really do transform you quite a lot. And I did see you recently post, I think you were, you were having a, a little fire. Uh, you were burning a couple of things. And uh, I think, <laughs> I think, you know what I'm referring to. Yeah. It's uh, very interesting. Poster. Love to hear you. Yeah. I would love to hear you tell this, this story. Cause I was very curious about it and it's something that I definitely can relate to for sure. So you'd like to tell us all about this, uh, this sacrificial fire that you've uh, experienced recently? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that poster, that, that thing goes back. I mean, I've had some experiences with that poster. So I'll, I'll give you the first experience was I got that poster from like, what, what kind know. of poster is it by the way? So it was Buddha. It mm. was a, a very large buddha poster and it was a cool thing you know it was something i got on like tj maxx or ross or something it was when i was uh, filling vending machines i walked by mm. and i saw it and it was when i was waking up so i was like oh, okay i like this and i yeah. just got my own apartment so i was like okay i'm gonna put this behind my tv so that's what i did nice so during one of my many meditations at the time that i was doing for several hours what happened was this uh golden warrior well mm. warrior in golden samurai gear walked stepped out of the poster that so this is all happening through my mind's eye while i'm it's meditating yeah yeah he steps out of the poster and he knights me you know, right mm. shoulder left shoulder and then my forehead and he knights me so like a, a day or two after that uh me and my daughter we get our first cat charlotte she's mm. black and white so then uh what ends up happening she runs away at some point a few months later she ran away for about 10 days she was more lost than ran away but you know she, she wasn't at home for 10 days now during that 10 day period is when the clouds started coming to me Ooh. and it's very interesting because the day that they started coming to me was may 17th and I was being told at 2020 and I was being told since January that May 17th would be life changing for me, that things would be coming and that at different times they would just drop in, you know, May 17th. And then mm. at different times, things would drop in that they will appear as clouds to you. And that mm. would be, you know, three, four times throughout that time. And then on that day, I'm outside because my cat had run away and mm. So I'm on my porch out back and I'm just waiting for her. And it's 11 o'clock at night. And I was expecting like the Anunnaki and Nabooru to come or right, whatever. Right. And then I just get the urge to look up and snap a photo of the sky, which I do. And it's on my website and it's mm. just two eyes and it's a cross and it looks like something's covering the mouth. Mm. And then I'm like, whoa, what? 
and then I take another picture and then it's Jesus. And I see Jesus in my clouds and I'm like, this is insane. So, so anyway, I say that because like th- two, three days later, mm-hmm. I get a photo and it's the first one you'll see if you go on there is this samurai cat being. Oh. And I'm like, that's my cat. In the clouds. In the clouds. <laughs> I was like, that is my, that was the samurai the night in me went into my cat so in between that time when i was doing these meditations Mm. right after we got our cat i saw her i was meditating she's running around and i saw her being chased by a cat in like a little jetsons vehicle Mm. that it was like i guess a a merkaba or or something i don't know that it was like following her around so i cleared it away and when i did that she rubbed up against me it's the first time she rubbed up against me because i've I don't know. I stopped her from being chased, but yeah, you made her feel safer. Yeah, right, right. So that spirit went into her like right around that time. So then when she ran away, I saw the spirit in the sky. I'm like, oh, my God. So I took it as a sign like, OK, she's all right. It's just, mm. you know, she'll be back. And, and sure enough, she is. So, OK, so then another time. So fast forward to, I don't know, uh, like March 2021. Mm. We had, so when I moved into uh, Mimi's house here in Georgia, we put it up in the living room. And yeah, so this was right before Easter. This was actually the Friday before Easter 2021. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And we were having like uh, a long week and I walk in the house and actually, no, it wasn't Friday, but it was like the week leading up to Easter. Mm-hmm. So I walk in the house and I look up and the poster's not there. And I, it's there's another picture there in its place. And me and Mimi had not been fighting, but, uh, you know, there was a little bit of turmoil. So I was like, mm. did she take that down? Because, uh, you know, she's mad at me. So I went and I'm like, Mimi, where's the poster? And because I really liked that poster. I mean, it was a cool poster. I, I really liked it. And she was like, what? I didn't touch it. She's like, I can't get that thing down because it's hmm. so high up. Oh, I see. And there was, there's a desk in the way, which I mean, I guess you could stand on, but it's not the. But it was gone. Thing. It was replaced with a different image. It was, yeah, not just an image, but is replaced with uh, one of those photos that has like nine different photos in it, you know, mm. different sections, a, a collage mm. of sorts. Okay. And in the center. So again, Charlotte had run away for another few days down here she was gone for a few days and during this time this poster gets switched out now in the center of this collage photo that is then up there is a picture of a black cat Mm. that mimi used to have and its name was charlie oh charlotte and and charlie yeah my black cat's (laughs) name charlotte so i'm like whoa this is super weird so then uh, we're looking around we're all asking each other we're um we're like who took this down the kids are like did you take it down? you know have you seen each buddha other. we've been looking for buddha have you seen buddha yeah like we're all like me and mimi are like telling the kids like you better you know bring this back here this isn't a funny joke you know mm-hmm. we want uh, but the kids are all whispering to each other they're like did you do it they're like no i thought you did it <laughs> they're like nobody did it so then i end up finding it in the garage mm-hmm. uh like hidden in between some stuff and i'm like that's just super weird stashed it in there (laughs) yeah yeah and nobody could have gone to it like Mm. i said i mean someone could have 
gotten a chair to do it but there's a desk mm. there's a whole process of things that would have had to go on in order for anyone else to get it because i'm the only one that's tall enough to so okay so then i go to get a shower that night and jesus tells me uh i'm in the bathroom he says i took it down i just hear a real mm. real audible in my ears i took it down no false idols in the house over easter mm. I was like okay so that was the first time I really heard Jesus that way without uh, being in a meditation or anything. And I was like, all right, well, that's that's strange. Mm. You know, did Jesus really just tell me that? And I, I was looking in the mirror when I heard it. And wow. it was so it was like it was like he was behind me and just like put right. his hand on my shoulder. Yeah, yeah. So, OK, so now fast forward a whole year later and it's about to be Easter 2022. Mm-hmm. And the thought comes to me one day at work and this photos, this thing has just been in the garage for the last year. I haven't thought about it. Kind of like left it there since then. Yeah. Yeah. So I just have the thought, burn it. Mm. And I'm like, all right. So I come home. Yeah. And I turn around and there is a huge snapping turtle watching me burn this Buddha poster. Wow. It just it's watching me burn it and my cat is out there charlotte and she's sneaking around it trying to get mm. behind it and like you know she's gonna wreck house if she needs to right, right. the dogs are sitting there barking at it but it's not reacting because the fence is in the way mm. so i'm like that's super weird so as soon as the whole poster part burns up mm-hmm. it walks down this hill now where it's at there behind our house is a railroad tracks Mm. and so there's a very deep ditch it goes down six seven feet and it's you know if you've ever seen railroad tracks they're steep yeah there's there's dips in between yeah yeah there it's not like this turtle or tortoise or whatever you know could have easily gotten to the position it was in but it was there to watch me burn that thing so my daughter comes home from school gets dropped off the bus I hear the bus, you know, she walks to the backyard and she goes, dad, guess what I just saw? And I'm like, what? She goes, I just saw a turtle. And I'm like, no, you didn't. She's like, yep. And and there's no way she knew that I just experienced this. Mm. So I'm like, when? She's like, I don't know, a few minutes ago. So Mm. and it was uh, she was like, it was when we were in uh, the next uh, little uh, town over in not town, little uh, like the last over. bus stop yeah 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 and i'm like so i was like how long does that take you like 10 minutes she's like yeah 10 15 minutes and i was like that's you know i look at the time i look at when <laughs> i i was uh vid- recorded it and it was mm. the same exact time she saw a turtle i saw a turtle all these synchronicities always line up with mm. me and my cat charlotte was always involved with this photo and jesus you know, I'm listening to music or maybe I was listening to a podcast about Jesus at, at, mm. at that time. But it's just like all these different things always line up that that's just how synchronicities go. So, yeah, that's what happened with that poster. Interesting. Well, before I ask you a couple of follow up questions, yeah, since you brought up synchronicity, because that is definitely a synchronistic type of event or moment that you guys shared with all of you too, because this like kind of 
disappearing act or the switcheroo that, that had happened. And yeah. I just want to quickly give a shout out to my friend, Amy, because she was talking to me about synchronicity, but she pronounces it synchronicity, you know, like gnosis and gnosticism. Yeah. And it's kind of funny that these messages come to you. This form of gnosis will come to you through these quote unquote coincidences. And this happened to be one that was about a, a particular idol. And in this case, it was Buddha. And there's nothing against Buddha here, but it was like this message was very distinct and very specific for you. And it's funny that it was happening around Easter. It was like this household has to be re, reborn under uh, you know a new idol or something like that. But I'm curious. Yeah. When you're uh, when you're talking about doing this ritual and being guided to to do this, and you know that moment where you're looking in the mirror and you get this this message, I want to ask you: When did you start to hear Jesus or open up this dialogue with him? I know you've told this story before. I've heard you tell this story, but I'm curious when this recognition that you were hearing the voice of Christ began, and then. Because that's, you know, that's the beginning of uh, quite a journey, you could say, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. So, well, one more thing to wrap up the, the yeah. Buddha thing is that a turtle is a reptile, right? A right. reptilian. Yes, it is. And it's not really harmful. Even a snapping yeah. turtle isn't too harmful, yeah. but it's still a reptilian. It is. Well, it's symbolic for Buddha is, you know, could be a reptilian, not a harmful uh, one. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But he's still a reptile, whereas yeah. I am a mammal. Right. You know, like a cat, that type of deal. So it's like it's Godzilla a, versus King Kong dilemma. It's yeah. like we associate ourselves with King Kong more than Godzilla because we're mammalian. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Okay. So, so <laughs> where did my so my journey with Jesus? Uh, so the first time I ever took psychedelics, I uh, I did too much, um, what's it called, uh, coughing syrup, mm. uh, Robitussin, Robitussin uh, that yeah. that type of deal, um, and I I purposely did it, and I saw him clear as day, mm. Wizard of Oz style, just a huge head, green, uh, that's like it's the outline of his head. Mm and face and i saw him and i was being told like okay yeah that's jesus but he's not for you but he will help you mm. or he will help whoever is in need mm. if you call on his name and he he shook his head up and down yes and then his head went like kind of sideways and he winked <laughs> at when they when the voice was telling me that and i'm like okay so now I realize, like he was winking, like yeah, I'm not for you, wink, wink. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was the first time I saw him, and now that kind of shaped me into this understanding of, and some actually, it's a synchronicity hmm. that th this woman is now uh, on Instagram trying to tell me that uh, about who Jesus is, and she keeps telling me, no, he's not our Lord and Savior. He just showed us the way, and. It's like, yeah, okay, I was at that stage. And I was mm. like, yeah, I, I know him differently now because I've developed this relationship. So I just add really quick too, like synchronicity and synchronicity, like we just talked about earlier. It's like gnosis is so personal. Like I feel like no one could ever tell you like 
Right. You know, if you have like a relationship with Christ, it's like, well, like no one can define that for you, you know? So I'm right. glad that you uh, didn't really like listen or, you know, take too much stock in what she said, but sorry, yeah. continue. No, well, I mean, I take in what she says and I'm yeah, like, yeah. okay, I, I understand your point, but there's still more, you know, right. the, it's not just you that. aren't yeah. finished on yeah. your understanding it. Like you, you've got to this level and you had to get to that level to get to the next one, but you aren't finished like you mm. think that your level is above mine so you're trying to preach to me interesting yeah. how i should be living but because you're preaching to me how i should be living that's how i know that you haven't gone to the level that i've yep. gone to because i'm done preaching that how people should be living because i've grown this relationship with christ and i've been there so yeah, yeah. so that was the first time that i really mm uh had an encounter but it was that change. uh scary for you because like you know I've, yeah. I've never uh tried that substance but like i can imagine uh you know if if you were looking for jesus that'd be one thing but like were you expecting to see him at that at that point i had no conception of jesus at all mm. i didn't uh i wasn't for him against him you i didn't instantly think... recognize him you know uh, yeah i knew it was him automatically yeah. it was a knowing a gnosis it was yeah. i saw jesus in front of me and I knew it was him. And what I, uh, it then shaped me into, okay, you know, he's there. Mm. That, like he's real as far as that goes. But I had already uh, had like, I don't know, these, I didn't have an understanding of Christianity. I mm. thought it was nonsense. So I was like, okay, I just saw Jesus's head. Like missing context. Yeah, so I already kind of thought that maybe there was like a, a spirit world mm -hmm. that, so I didn't really understand anything at that time, but it didn't make me think like, okay, Christianity's real. That mm -hmm. didn't, it didn't do that at all. So because I was psychic already a little bit before that, my crown chakra popped open and I was learning about that stuff mm -hmm. a little bit before I ever did psychedelic. So I was like, kind of like, okay. You know, that was cool, but I was told this lie that he's not for you, but he's there mm. if, if I ever need him. So then I was like, it shapes you, you know, it, yeah. it gives you this understanding like, okay, because I'm being told this, because I'm seeing this, I take this for full truth because I was lied to my whole life. And now I'm waking up that I was deceived. Mm. So now I'm just going to believe all of this stuff that I'm learning on my own through psychedelics and through, yeah. I'm just hearing it in from there. my own mind mm. and seeing it. And so therefore this is all truth. Mm. So, and uh, there's not a discernment that grew from there for me. So, mm. so now there is a discernment that, that I have. Uh, so then that kind of just led me into being psychic and uh, hearing people's thoughts and, and, just really learning spiritual warfare, how to remote view, how to pick up on people's thoughts of me and how, how to actually tap into my own vibrational frequency, the, the vibrational pattern that my name holds, you know, everything, mm. the name of something has power. Well, because it holds a special vibrational frequency. Absolutely. So I used to tap into that to hear, what people would thought of me. Like if someone like, if, okay, I want to see what, what Jake Loco thinks of me, <laughs> you know, all I got to do is think of Jake Loco. And at some point you would have, whether it's past, present or future, you have this thought of me 
that I pick up on. Mm. And I'm like, okay, now how can I change his opinion of me if it's a bad one? Or even if it's a good one, how can I alter it to be even better? Mm. Uh, so that kind of did help me realize the air of my ways that helped me gain other people's perspectives of myself and mm. what I was doing to others, how I was affecting them. But it's not something that uh, you really want to be doing. So I don't uh, typically do that anymore. I just, I guess I gained so many different perspectives that I mm. just kind of have a, a more grand perspective an objective perspective almost on how to live because i just give it up to jesus really now so yeah. i'm just like okay he'll have a better perspective. And a quick question on that because like what makes you so interesting emmanuel is that you were i mean it sounds like before this experience this experience with christ that you were already interested in psychic abilities or you had already kind of fostered that that that, that skill to put it frankly yeah so it's my- cool that this has been this experience and everything that follows it has added to that previous interest or that previous talent that you've had yeah i i've completely stumbled into jesus you know like most people when they go down the the path of spirituality Mm -hmm. they don't come back to jesus right and most people or they don't come to him at all not just come back but yeah yeah. uh, and most people who come into jesus don't go down the path of spirituality but for me it's been this stumbling of psychic abilities and i don't just mean like uh i i mean like the the craziest things like i couldn't predict the future but i could hear someone's thoughts across town across it didn't matter like the weirdest things like i had this thought all of a sudden one time where my parents were talking about something and then i said it to my mom a week later we were talking on the phone and i'm like or maybe a couple days later and i'm like i and she wasn't believing me that I was psychic. And I was like, well, I heard you and I saw you turn to dad and say this exact phrase on Sunday. And she was blown away. She was just like, mm. like, I, I got to go. Like, I, I don't know how this is happening right now. It's defining the laws of physics over here. <laughs> yeah. And it was happening so much so often. Like there were several times where Mimi and I had company over and I would hear what the person was about to say in my head. Now, I didn't know they were about to say it, but I would hear it in their voice. Mm. And they would be like, pass the salt. And then three, five seconds later, they say, pass the salt. And then I hear I hear whoever's passing the salt back to that person was like saying a reply in their head. I heard that in their voice in my head. And mm. then they would say it. And it was. <laughs> Like, how do you deal with life when, when you have that going on? So it'd be tough to be so sensitive to the etheric realm or to, you know, this realm of thought, this collective unconscious that's surrounding us at all times. Exactly. So when you're dealing with that type of stuff, it's like, wow. So like the way that people mostly see Christ and Christianity, they think like that's tamped down into a shoebox of, Mm. you know, nonsense of, you know, just physical and you have to live by these laws and rules and and that's not what christianity actually is that's how it's presented to people uh on purpose it's to push you away from christ or it's to box you in and keep you thinking Mm -hmm. that you can only do these certain things for christ and yeah we should also so much we should always consider how culture has kind of skewed what christianity is or was and could could be for anyone 
um, yeah. in their personal experience well, for sure. Yeah, because it could never be stopped, uh, but they could pervert it to get the people to not look at it in mm. the correct manner. So, okay, so what ends up happening? Like I said, all that psychic psychic stuff mm. happens. I was seeing things, hearing things. Uh, not really predicting things too much, just I could get a grand sense of things to come. And then I started seeing my life play out on massive scales. You know, if something, if I got a haircut, then I would be cutting the grass Mm. or, or, you know, Mimi would have someone come cut the grass. It would be like as above, so below, you know, right, right. above the grass, you know, below my hair. So I could, I really saw how, everything is repeating itself on a fractal nature and i had a great understanding of all this stuff through psychedelics through psychic abilities through meditation all that stuff i got a grandiose picture of how consciousness operates Mm -hmm. and slowly but surely and through my podcast even jesus has reeled me back in to show me that that's what the bible is actually talking about that the like all the things that I learned mm. now, I wouldn't have learned it in the same way. And I wouldn't maybe have understood it in the same way, but because I learned how consciousness operates and now I read the Bible. Now I'm, I see, I'm like, okay, this is exactly what John's talking about. And he says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. He's talking about consciousness. Mm. He's talking about Christ is consciousness. Right. But he's not talking about Christ consciousness. You know, there's a little wordplay. Very different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So then my biggest uh, connection with Christ, because that's, uh, I know that what you wanted to get into with that uh, question, was I was working. It was the uh, Friday after Biden was inaugurated Mm. as president. I had deleted my Twitter because like in like November, Good December. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, in November, you're December, back though. I'm glad you're back. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's for the podcast. So November, December, when Biden won, I would had been into Q and Trump, my awakening process. Mm. Uh, so from like March, 2020 to, uh, you know, the, uh, the election, I was decoding all mm. that stuff. You know, I was, looking into all that and there was there's a lot of weird stuff and oh, yeah. still a lot of weird stuff that that we don't have any answers for you know all those people who were all celebrities that were locked down doing all this yeah summer of 2020 was very help. spooky man super weird man mm. with ellen and oprah yeah tom uh, hanks yeah so many weird things mm. so so there is something to it you know i'm not saying that it doesn't exist at all there is something to it but I was in, I was being deceived by all of that. And my focus was on all that. So then once Biden won the election, I was like, man, they did it again. They Mm -hmm. got, they got our hopes up and then they pulled the rug out from under us. Jack called that loose. Yeah. And I was like, they're, they're not, I was like, well, first I was like, Trump is going to definitely get back in. And then as it was going on, I was like, no, he's not. They're just messing with us. So once it came down to like the final, like two weeks before the inauguration, I was like, look, it's either now or never. Either this conspiracy theory comes true or Mm. it was a hoax. And then once Biden was inaugurated, I was like, that's it. Boom. Delete Twitter. 
and actually after an hour after i tweet out that i was deleting my twitter <laughs> twitter suspended my account forever oh damn they probably associated you with some uh as uh justin trudeau would say people with unacceptable views <laughs> yeah well they yeah they were definitely uh happened into me like if all those january 6 people i don't know if you heard mitch vuk's story on uh with the big dumb podcast he was somebody he's a podcast host of down the rabbit hole okay i was just with kyle on the talk at the tavern um so big dumb yeah. podcast is awesome but no i've never heard this uh january 6 story what is this okay so mitch vuk he's a podcast host of down the rabbit hole one of the two and mm. So he just went on the Big Dumb Podcast and told his story about what happened. So on January 6th, he went into uh, allegedly, you know, well, I guess he was convicted for it. So he went into the... uh, He went inside the Capitol building? Yeah, the Capitol. So so he said that for months, the FBI was watching him and he didn't know. They didn't make contact. Yeah, yeah. That that like... he took a vacation to vegas and they mm-hmm. showed up yep. when he stepped off the plane and they were there and you know they were talking about so me doing all that decoding stuff of q posting on twitter i'm like yeah they were definitely like mm. watching and surveilling me like thinking like i'm some kind of terrorist <laughs> and then they didn't find anything because i i wasn't doing anything but yeah, they were definitely surveilling me, and I would pick up on in my meditations and all. Yeah, uh, mil- military. Because uh, you always have that sense when someone's watching you, and it, it could even be, I guess, like a digital thing too. But like, yeah, when you're meditating yeah. and tapping into that ether once again, or that you know that field, yeah. the collective field, it's like, all right, I can you can sense something's off in the force. Well, once you once you know how to remote view, and you start mm. doing it, or when you start remote viewing your own vibrational frequency and where it's going off to well then anyone who's thinking about you or talking about you or writing about you yeah yeah it goes and people that have it in their subconscious because it's their job and Mm. you know they it was 7 a.m they were told to look at into me for something Mm. well that stays with them for the rest of the day you know thoughts don't really leave us the way that you know it's not just gone it kind of just exists in this bubble around us so Mm. i would pick up on it and i could remote view these people and i i i don't want to say anything more than that but (laughs) i could i could hear and see these people these fbi agencies military people cia people whatever they actually are is unbeknownst to me Mm. but i i was interacting with them Mm -hmm. and I was just thinking while I was in a meditative uh, pose and they were very aware of what was going on and there would be multiple people in some scenarios. Mm. So I very much knew that I was being watched and followed and stuff like that. So anyway, after I delete my Twitter, I am working. It's the Friday after I'm working and I'm a truck driver I'm delivering chicken. Well, I'm delivering all sorts of restaurant supplies, but I have 400 pounds of chicken and cheese on my hand truck. And I go to lift it up this little lip and I, it's a wet floor and I slip Mm. and the whole thing falls on me. I fall on my root chakra. I feel like I'm paralyzed. I Mm. literally can't feel my legs. I'm pinned down Mm. and there's only two older women, probably 50, 60s. And they speak only Spanish. Yeah. And I speak a little bit of Spanish, 
But when you're in that much thriving pain, mm. I couldn't hard to remember yeah. anything but English. And I'm just like, get it off of me. And mm. I don't even know how to say that in Spanish anyway. <laughs> so, so they kind of like pull it up a little bit and I slide myself mm. out because I couldn't feel my legs and it was just so much pain. Ouch. So, yeah. So I finished working that day. I worked the next day, Saturday as well. And actually the day in between the inauguration, which was Wednesday and the mm. Friday that I got hurt was Thursday, Thursday on my way home from work. I stopped at the uh, smoke shop and I got a huge bag of tobacco mm. because I had the thought for a few days, like, let me get a big bag of tobacco to burn it in the fire because we had fires all the time in the backyard. So on Saturday, I get home from work. I'm throwing tobacco in the fire. I'm walking around it. And I'm just like doing this because at this point, I'm very psychic and intuitive. And this, I just go with my thoughts. So I'm just doing it and not really knowing that tobacco is a Native American practice, burning tobacco mm. to ward off evil spirits. I didn't right. know that. But I'm just doing it. Very I, similar I, to smudge. Yeah. Or like, uh, sage. Sorry. Yeah. 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 There's like a smudging type of deal. And I'm listening to Jesus music because that's all I listen to. Mm. And I just, I'm just walking around doing it. Okay. So then Sunday I am drinking tea, a special tea that I made that would help alleviate the pain. Mm. But then it made me a little goofy, a little, you know, loopy. Hmm. And because I was drinking it all day. So then when I'm with my daughter at hmm. night, I'm telling her to go to bed. As she's making me laugh so then because i'm laughing i start to feel ill now i don't connect it to at the time but i'm mm. laughing and then i feel ill I got so a little like, nauseous yeah mm. so i'm like I, I gotta go you know i thought mm. it was like i had too much tea you know maybe mm. you know i gotta go lay down or whatever so then i get to the bedroom and i'm fine mm. and then mimi makes me laugh like almost instantly she <laughs> makes me laugh and I have to hobble to the bathroom really quick because, again, I felt like I had to throw up. So I go to throw up and I hurl. And it was like the two biggest hurls I ever did. Mm. Nothing physically came out of me. Right. But the relief that I had, it was just like, hallelujah. <laughs> and it, the the words, Jesus Christ just saved my life. is the only mm. thing that I could think of. And I throw up in that door and I'm like, Mimi, Jesus Christ just saved me. And she's smiling, the biggest smile. And she goes, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. And it was just like, so incredible. Mm. And yeah, so that's, that was my biggest encounter with Jesus. And I've had many, you know, he's with me literally all the time now. But uh, yeah, that was the moment he saved me from all of the deception that I was in and when mm. I was like started my process of coming home to him and it's uh, I'm still in that process of course but uh, right on right on man yeah it's very it's very fascinating too that it was like you know when people say laughter is the best medicine it's just I find it very interesting that it was laughter that facilitated this uh this experience and you know last time we uh spoke about Dante's Inferno and I'm getting ready to dive into part two, which is purgatory. And Sweet. what you've just reminded me of is, and I have to thank uh, Slick Slick Dissident Gabe uh, for pointing this out to me because I didn't really, I didn't really think about it at all. That purgatory or purgatory 
is all about, you know, getting rid of something. And it's really fascinating that even though oh there God. was like nothing physical to, to puke up, it was like, well, you're purging something out and now you're, uh, you know, in a more cleansed state. And I can tell that, I mean, I, I don't consider myself to be psychic. Who knows? I might be, but I, I do get a sense about people and I can tell that you've been uh, relieved of some type of weight. And I'm, I'm sure you can speak on that. And especially when you look into how your relationship to yourself and your family and the world around you has changed since then. I mean, uh, when you look back on the 2020 era, when you first started and you were getting, uh, you know, you got yourself off of Twitter and all this. Where do you see yourself going now? Because you've been doing a lot of cool projects, including the Millennial Kingdom, which I would love to hear you kind of promote a little bit. I've been listening to it. And how did you get interested in looking at history after this type of experience? Mm. Yeah, well, that that's interesting. So like when I when I had that big purge, you know, I I realized I had this big I've been saved mm. moment. And I was like, I had the realization because before that, I had thought, like most people do, I'm more special than everybody else. Mm. I am super psychic. I have all these great abilities. You know, I there's have, a name for that, by the way. Uh, it's called the Paul Revere effect. When you like realize the British oh, are coming, and you're like, I gotta tell everybody the British are coming. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, well yeah, there's that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like thinking like i was more special than everyone else mm. but at that moment i realized millions of people have experienced this before and this mm. is why people say i'm i've been saved by christ i i realized in that moment that okay i everyone else is equal to me mm-hmm. and we all share the same capacity and abilities now obviously there's minor differences in mm-hmm. all of us like there is with anything else you know like if you had two psychics in the same room like they would not be experiencing the same thing i bet like they would have like you know it's like they're feeling the elephant and like they've got two different perspectives but they're still tapping into something right yeah so that's when i realized like okay that we're all human and uh this i am i am special but i'm not more special than everyone Mm -hmm. else i am special because god made me specifically but he did that for all of us so so it really changes your perspective from having to be the savior to then being saved Mm. it's very different so there's what that did for me i started my podcast in uh march or i'm sorry april of 2021 Mm. and i was then telling my story and then i started interviewing people who i was interested in now i had a lot of conspiracy theories i gobble up information mm-hmm. you know when i get on a topic i i consume it and i live that thing for a few days weeks and i consume a lot of information about it and then something stick for good some things uh you know i'll just forget about but even before covid right uh yeah 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 before covid as well yeah that's when it started was like 2019 is when Mm -hmm. uh my waking process really started so okay so then it was how did i get into history well what happened was i was interviewing okay 
it was the Tartaria stuff. Mm. Started, uh, I think it was like probably uh, Tinfoil Hat was oh, where yeah. I, I first heard about Tartaria. Mm-hmm. And the the one guy that came on that said, Red Bricks, who said, all mountains are melted buildings. And I was yeah. like, that's, that's the most preposterous thing. Sounded crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you know, some things are better seen than they are told. Right. And if you go see his YouTube page, it's better than listening to him on a podcast. But anyway, it was like that was the first time it was introduced to me. Then I heard Andreas Exertus mm. on with uh That guy's a genius. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been on uh My Family Thinks I'm Crazy. He goes uh like a, a, a lot of the too. alt media. Oh god, I gotta check out that episode. Yeah, that sounds it's cool. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode thirty-four. So cool. yeah, so I heard him on Conspiracy Castle yes. with Alex Stein, and it was the funniest episode I have ever heard. And I was like, okay, that's what really got me into it. Like, okay, it was presented in this great, funny way, very interesting ideas. They're both going back and forth talking yeah. about weird, crazy stuff because they both had an understanding about it. So then I start to look into it. I come across Ryan Zem, mm. who I spent weeks on his YouTube page. He has a great, great YouTube page. Um, I I interviewed him two different times. I find Michelle Gibson she's had, wonderful yeah i had her on two different times i found howdy mccoskey mm-hmm. i had him on matt from the great deception yeah actually i interviewed howdy and matt the same day oh nice yeah, yeah. it was uh, like a couple hours apart and it was so cool yeah, the two of them are like they're the experts at the world's fairs yeah know? yeah so uh so doing that so in between there i found or rather, uh, this woman found me, found my podcast, mm. and was telling me about Christ's Millennial Kingdom. That's not Tartaria. Tartaria is uh, Tartarus, which is in ancient Greek, or just Greek, and in uh, in biblical terms, mm. Tartarus is the abyss. It's hell. It's the deepest, darkest part of hell, the abyss, which is what we call outer space. That mm. is uh, the abyss. And... Um, she's telling me that Tartaria is that, and that the peaceful worldwide loving civilization with free energy and all that, it's actually Christ's millennial kingdom. Mm. So then I'm like, okay, well, you know, I want to hear about this. What, what do you mean it's Christ's millennial kingdom? I had no concept. I wasn't reading the Bible at the time. I had no idea about any of that. So then she sends me all these different, youtube uh videos she's like christ has been waking me up at two three four in the morning and telling me to go type in this in the search Hmm. bar on youtube and i would type it in and i would watch the video and it would blow my mind so uh, there's videos of satan short season you know part Hmm. one part two like these this the production value of this stuff what was that youtube channel again uh i don't know actually okay we can talk but, about that later. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, the episode or yeah, the movie it's called like Satan Short Season and mm. the production value is really top notch too. Mm. Uh this guy he does a great great job. But so I I I watch all the stuff she sends me and I'm blown away. There's another woman who uh was going over all the different depictions of Jesus throughout mm. the entire world. And she was like, these depictions are 
of him when he was here mm-hmm. and what we call the 1200s, you know, right. quote, quote, uh, air quotes, 1200s, that he was actually here. Mm. And all these depictions are depictions of him being our king. And I was like, okay, that's very interesting. So then, uh, you know, that's not an idea that I have. My idea with the different depictions of him Mm. are that different people were ruling all at the same time who all had a similar look Mm. and they were all depicted and they said they were all the kings because they had this divine right to rule because of whatever reason they were just known as the sons of god or lineage of christ right and they were kings and they were saying no you don't see me you see jesus you see the king of kings you know he was the king of all the kings was christ who is the invisible god and all these men were then depicted and they were captioned as Jesus because Jesus was working through them. Mm. So that's what my idea was, uh, which kind of still is. Uh, that's how I think that Christ really operates. But I do believe Christ was Yeshua fully. Mm. And that's something. A quick question doing. for people who might be wondering. And there's something that I learned recently, which I had, I was very very shocked honestly actually um so people probably know quetzalcoatl believe he's uh the the figure in mexico it's like this feathered serpent like a dragon there's also um you know i was thinking about that i heard you speak about this this term amaruka and i would love to hear you go into that a bit if you if you would like but there's also one last thing i want to add to this which is based on what you were just saying and i i'm sure you can tie it all together because I'm trying to make sense of it, and I definitely need a little bit of help, so maybe we can do it here. There is um, a story. There's a painting in the Book of Mormon, which I was recently introduced to. It's very interesting. It's showing Christ in Mexico with the pyramids. So there's like a painting of Christ, and he's standing there with uh, you know people of Mexico back in the time of the Aztecs, I believe, and the pyramids are in the are in the background it's this great it's this great painting that tells a totally different story totally different timeline than what most people um were led to believe whether it's uh like historical timeline or just the you know the uh story of christ himself that people know um like in a mythological sense either way what have you uh like have you heard of this before and um does that relate to any of the amaruka you know, uh, weaves or the Quetzalcoatl stories at all. Do you have any, uh, any thoughts on all that? Well, no, I have not heard of that depiction yet, but when you were telling me, I was hearing, that's not me. Mm. That's not me. That's what it was told. And and now he's telling me, yes, like that, that was not him. Um, but the Mormons do believe that Quetzalcoatl was Jesus. Some do anyway, which is, goes into the inversion of why I believe Quetzalcoatl is the Antichrist, Mm. that uh, he is actually like uh, the opposite of what Christ is. Uh, Vericulture, what's his name? Uh, Man, I forget the name of it. But they 
I think that's in like Hawaii that they're saying mm. that they, that was Jesus there, but it was again, uh, Quetzalcoatl. It's this weird thing where it's like this white man with white hair, white yep. long hair, white beard. That's Quetzalcoatl. That is not Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's this weird thing, but I have to look into it more in order to get a more firm understanding of everything. Me too. Me too. Figured I'd throw it out there because I can definitely remember, uh, you know, some of your your uh, points in this great Millennial Kingdom series about these deceptions or these coming deceptions mm-hmm. that would take many forms, whether it was, uh, you know, uh, figures uh, who may look or represent Christ, but would not be authentic. And also a whole different side of it being uh, what's known as Project Bluebeam, which I find fascinating because... Uh, Especially in, I think it was the summer of 2021, last summer, there were these uh, documents, this new uh, UAP uh, part of the government was was formed to study aerial phenomenon that was unexplainable. And Mm -hmm. it seems like we're headed down a path that, um, you know, things that were once unexplainable are going to start to build narratives within culture. And I'm very curious what you think about this direction that we're heading in based on all of your research and what you've dove into when you look into the millennial kingdom. Okay. Well, yeah. So what I think is going to happen. So I just to get, catch the audience up a bit. Mm. If you're not familiar with my series, I suggest you go to my YouTube channel, goodness over darkness and good imagery. Yeah. Watch the eight part series uh, to get a really good understanding of what we're talking about. But the great deception, I think that is coming is I think it's multiple things I, because I think that, well, I know that we're not all the same and some people are more into psychedelics. Some people are more into virtual reality and video games. Some people are more into uh, spirituality and magical practices. Mm. Some people are more into aliens and space. Mm. Uh, some people are more into politics and Trump and QAnon. And some people are more into serving demons and drinking blood like (laughs) there's people that that do that uh so i think that the great deception is something that is encompassing all of that Mm. and it is i believe uh that there's politicians and billionaires are pulling the strings but they're fighting one another um that they're that satan the head of satan the leviathan Mm the adversary is uh doing the same thing that god did at one time god okay and this gets into you have to really get into like a spiritual war unfolding yes exactly yeah you have to get into the old testament in order Mm. to get a firm understanding of what i'm about to say but demons what they do is they impregnate a woman by going into a man then when the man's having sex with the woman they will show themselves to the woman at the moment of ejaculation Mm. and if the woman sees whatever she sees at that moment well she will then birth so if she sees the demon then the demon can go inside of her and she can be pregnant with a demon Mm. so this is they were trying to have themselves born so it wasn't that they were just um raping these women essentially but they were also 
than putting themselves inside the woman so that they could be born into a physical body. Mm. So Yahweh did that with Yeshua. Yahweh went into Mary and not in a rape sense, but it's uh, this way. The tactics are similar that Yahweh went into this woman to bore so she could bore out Yahweh into a human Mm. vessel. It was like a transfer. Yeah. 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 So that's what happened with Yeshua. Now, Satan, Leviathan, is trying to copy that, well, or did copy that, and had Quetzalcoatl. Mm. And that was the son of perdition. That was Satan's son, Leviathan, the, the serpent being that was also human. And, I mean, that's where I really get into it with my story, and or with my series. And that's where Q and Trump come in, because that's the two-headed, you know, Trump is the man, Q is the dragon right and mm. there's a lot of stuff that goes with that elon musk i believe is probably involved in a very big way as well uh kanye west is probably involved in that as too mm. but um so i believe that they are throwing their brothers and sisters these other fallen angels and demons to the wolves we are the wolves we have become the wolves now mm. And they they are throwing them to us, and it's becoming more blatant and more obvious what is going on because they don't have any other choice because uh, old Donnie broke the rules. Right. And he broke the rules because he's the son of perdition uh, or becoming, again, I, I don't know how it all works, but he is bringing back the son of perdition. And he's throwing everyone else to the wolves so that he can then say, look at what I did for you all. Look how great I am. And everyone, because like I said in the beginning, I think that uh, there is something going on behind the scenes that we're not privy to. Mm. I think that there is, uh, I don't know if it's military operation, you know, I guess it would be to a degree we just we don't know why the president, our current resident of the White House, current is, resident, love that. <laughs> yeah, well, he is um doing these photos or, or videos across the street and pretending to be in the White House when he's mm. not in there. Yeah, yeah. There's the a lot of weird stuff in like that studio, like yeah. you just said, is so strange. I mean. Why not do it in the actual White House? Like, what's yeah. the and like Nancy Pelosi now over supposed to be in Ukraine with Zelensky? She was going to go to Taiwan as well. Well, it's totally fake. I'm looking <laughs> at. It, I'm like, they're not next to each other. Like, no. they are clearly not in the same room. And then remember that I... Tupac hologram. Like, if if they could do that, then I mean, <laughs> well, I saw something what was uh, a couple weeks ago it was Cameron Diaz with uh, Lucy Liu and. Oh. Uh, what's her name from uh the charlie's angels and they're like they were all in this one room and in the same chair there's one here there's one here and there's one in the middle and they're like one of us isn't here (laughs) and cameron diaz wasn't there but it looked exactly like Mm. she was and it's like yeah if they can do that what can they do remember that will smith uh commercial from 2019 when he's saying uh he's like it was so weird he was like man it's 2019 he's like on this vacation he goes Mm. man i'm not on a vacation 
uh, this is a green screen behind me. He goes, matter of fact, I don't look this good. I haven't looked this good in years. And he's like, all of a sudden, like all the background starts changing. He starts changing. He becomes like older looking and, and like just saying, he's like, man, it's 2019. Nothing's real anymore. Oh my God, dude. That's like revelation of the method. Like, to yeah. the point right there <laughs> yeah and it was will smith too right and he slapped chris rock right mm. uh so there's so many weird things uh, and then uh, uh, the other night a guy tackles dave Chappelle, and chris right. rock oh, is there protect and he comedians guys we have to protect these comedians at all costs <laughs> well, well chris rock goes whoa was that will smith yeah and, like come on man Great someone's now attacking moment. dave yeah. Chappelle when chris rock is there mm. like mk ultra uh these manchurian <laughs> candidates you know release the hounds if definitely you wasn't a setup <laughs> yeah it's just so ridiculous yeah. but i don't even know how i got on that tangent but uh uh it's just everything right now is deception mm-hmm. that's we're in satan short okay so i forgot okay the biblical timeline the christ millennial kingdom would be a thousand year pain a thousand year uh reign of peace on mm-hmm. earth the adversary satan would be bound in the pit and humanity would be free. And then we have the dark ages from 500 to 1500, which they call it the dark ages mm. because it's in verse, right? right? And what happens next is the enlightenment era. And who's the enlightenment? Lucifer, Lucifer, mm. Satan, same one. So that's what we're in now. And they call it the dark ages because there were no quote unquote scientific advances mm. from 500 to the 50 from 500 to 1500 but then there was in 1600 well why because science is the religion of the luciferians Mm. it is a religion and it is dark arts it's sorcery it's witchcraft it's magic Mm. and they weren't doing that in the christ millennial kingdom so there's so much that goes to it but anyway the satan's short season is uh Satan's loosed upon the earth again after the thousand years to deceive the nations to bring go to the four corners of the earth and bring the number of sand on the shore mm. to battle Gog and Magog. However, it's worded something to that effect in Revelation. And uh, if you look at the number of people on earth right now, it's eight billion, right? That would be the number of sand on the shore, right? If you were seeing this in some kind of psychedelic experience uh, right, or, the fractal fractal yeah. nature yeah and you're writing down what you're seeing like god's showing you these things and you said uh, oh i see eight billion people well that looks like the number the number of sand on the shore right yeah. on the beach just multiply by two and two and two yeah yeah, yeah. so uh i believe that's the time that we're in and Mm. what happens next is the great white throne judgment so that's why satan is throwing all of his minions to the wolves because Mm. he's trying to stave off the uh, judgment for himself and he wants to deceive everyone into thinking he is god to worship him to take his mark to receive nasara and gasara to uh be forgiven a debt jubilee and we we won't have to worry about money anymore because old donnie is going to take care of us old elon's going to take care of us with mm. nero link you know mm. nero caesar in yeah nero yeah nero caesar in old hebrew and jewish matria 
equals 666. Hmm. And that's what the Bible says that the name of the number or the number of the beast will, his name will equal the number of 666. And Nero Caesar equals that. So you know, Elon's got Neuralink. So it's actually probably Neuralink. Neuralink. You know, you're mm. trying to bring that back into play. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So for anyone listening, and they probably picked up a couple ideas, especially regarding uh, Tartaria or the Millennial Kingdom and how those are two different things, or this whole idea that, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Emmanuel, is that satan was like locked up like imprisoned for this amount of time and then that that time passes and pandora's box opens up opens back up again and satan is loosed on the earth like you said is that is that kind of partially what you're saying just want to clarify that yeah that's exactly what i'm saying that okay that so, they go ahead okay uh thank you so i just wanted to ask you this um as a way of introducing people to some of the other cool ideas in the series, because like I think this is definitely showing people that this Millennial Kingdom series has packed full of historical information, but you know we can only scratch the surface here. So there's another point um, that I think is worth mentioning, and that's I would like to ask you this: when you're doing this research and you look around, I know Georgia is a pretty fascinating place when you think about Freemasons and things like this, but when you're looking around for anyone, wherever you are, and you look at old cathedrals or you look at the the landscape and the architecture, these ideas for me personally have made me literally change the way that I see these buildings, these cathedrals, these churches. Would you like to speak on that and your personal experience with taking a second look at architecture around you? Yeah, so the interesting thing about the architecture, and I went to St. Augustine, uh, Mimi and I went to St. Augustine mm. to specifically look at architecture, old world architecture. It's Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a couple hours from us, two and a half hours or so. And we went there for like two days. Mm. And I took like 1,500 photos. That's all. I spent the entire day walking and taking photos of mm. everything. And we went on a helicopter ride. So cool. Uh yes. Yeah, we went over top of a star fort, and I got pictures of that. It's and when all you're high website. up, you can see like almost like a circuit board or like this pattern that looks like a computer or yeah. like a technological device. Yeah, yeah, all of it's super cool. So, uh, we when we went there, we went to really try to get a feel for things, and then I started seeing it in other places too. But um, the cathedral specifically, we'll stay with the cathedrals for a moment here is okay there's a number of different things on these cathedrals that make me believe that they aren't just places of worship as we know it Mm. that okay let's start with the outside the exterior of a cathedral you have these spires on there that to me look like if i'm using my logic and my imagination both hemispheres of my brain what i see is I, an electrical fence mm. that they these are posts for an electrical fence to be able to run through that there would be some kind of electromagnetic field these spires run and they look exactly like the little metal pieces that are on our uh, power lines right now oh, yeah, i mean everywhere yeah. yeah they they look exactly like them the way that they're you know bouncing in and out and then come to a point uh 
they look just like that. So if you look at this old world architecture, you'll have a spire, four little spires, and then you'll have a bigger uh, piece right here in the middle. And then you'll have, again, right next to it, 10 feet away, five feet away, 15, depending on you know the size of the building. You'll have all these different things happening over and over it's but these spires all over the place okay so that's one aspect of it it's just weird that's just an idea right Mm -hmm. so people listening if you haven't looked into that go look at it because seeing is believing it's very different when you look at the comparisons so then you get to the windows Mm -hmm. and these windows are all in cymatic patterns and if you don't know cymatics that's a very interesting thing yeah they're what uh, scientists have learned is that you take a metal plate, you hook it up to some kind of device that plays frequencies Mm -hmm. through it. And you put on a certain frequency, you put sand, sugar, salt, some kind of granular on the metal plate and the granular will reorganize itself according to the frequency of the sound that is being put out. You change the frequency, the, the granular will change with it. So they're called cymatic patterns. Mm. Well, when you start to look at the windows of cathedrals and you are to take out the glass panes, what you have are cymatic patterned windows Mm. that they have metals in there that are now filled with glass, but at one time they weren't. Mm. And uh, why they weren't, I think it was, probably because they were built during the warming period when the earth, the little warming period right. is known. The solar maximum. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I don't even know if it's a solar maximum now, but it was a 300 year of, uh, of warming. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was like from like 900 to 1200. It's probably even more than that, but they just tell us 900 to 1200. <laughs> but th- these buildings weren't built with air conditioning or heating in mind, anything like that. So, they didn't need it because they would have built some, they had devices, they had uh, systems that they would mm. use to heat and cool buildings, which they didn't have with these ones. So I think that was just because it was very warm in this time mm. period when it was built. So anyway, the windows would be open. Now the wind is the breath of God. So if the breath of God is coming in through these windows, well, then a f- certain frequency may be heard mm. inside of these buildings. So then people would be hearing the voice of God. Yeah. Like, very interesting, right? Mm. Okay, so let's take it a step further. There are these massive uh, pipe organs that are in cathedrals as well. And most of the time they're pushed up against a window, one of mm. these cymatic patterned windows. And these pipe organs are shaped like very, very large whistles. Mm-hmm. So when wind would come in through the window into the different whistles, and because some are wider, some are thinner, some are longer, some are shorter, they're going to play different sounds. So now you're hearing God basically playing like uh, some kind of instrument. Mm. You know, God's the wind, yeah. Yes. And it's God's breath is doing it. Mm. So you have that aspect of it. Now, uh, the Star Fort 
is also in a cymatic pattern. And the star fort, it looks, it's shaped like a snowflake. It's actually like a star within a star, which is very cool looking the way that it's all set up. Very, very cool. So what that was probably for was water was probably moving about and the star forts were probably harvesting the energy from the moving waters, the living waters, which Jesus and God are known as the living waters. Mm. So you have all these different aspects of the ether is producing energy that is making an electrical field. Mm. You have the wind producing these harmonics inside this building and you have these living waters. So you have three aspects of God, the air in two different senses, the air and the water are moving about creating energy, free energy for people to harvest and use. And people are hearing God. They're going to this building to listen to the voice of God Mm. and they're being healed by the beautiful music that is being produced from these pipe organs from god's from god's lips to your ears right right it's beautiful man like when when people think about free energy i think most people think about nikola tesla because it seems like he was one person who maybe had rediscovered some type of tech that was similar to this antiquitech which is a term that i've been hearing a lot these past couple months is that you know tesla may have tapped into this uh this potential and then of course and you know you brought up trump earlier most people know that like trump's uh his uncle or his great uncle was uh one of the john people, j trump john j trump was one of the people involved in seizing tesla's documents after he was oh yeah he was the main one in charge of it assassinated all assassinated yeah he was the only well you know according to legend the FBI gave it to him because he was the only one smart enough to yeah, uh, hold on to, to it. determine. And he, yeah, and Donald Trump was John G. Trump's favorite nephew. Yes. And they spent a lot of time together. And that's where you get Project Looking Glass mm-hmm. and the time traveler stuff. Yeah, that's very interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. And there is something to the time traveling aspect that if it were that he was a time traveler, well, then that's why you get the Trump card is because he would have went in time and said, oh, yeah. The Trump card, that's the best card because it's my card. And right. also you got the, the mafia Don, right? And he would yeah. have said, yeah, that the boss is called the Don. So, yeah, call him. The, so you got the Don Trump, you know. If he was a time traveler, they are two things that he would do to change in the past to make it the Don and the Trump card. It's fascinating, man. It's very fascinating. I think, uh, you know, this is this is going to be uh... – episode 13 of the local listens podcast and i this is probably the most uh like far out that i've ever gone it's really cool so speaking on on that sentiment which is great dude like i i am a big fan of this whole series and i really encourage everyone to go and look at the goodness over darkness youtube channel to check out the millennial kingdom um series especially when you get to the end you're gonna see a couple things like we had mentioned like project Bluebeam, or we had mentioned ai or elon musk or the metaverse all these things are converging um and it's really fascinating to uh look into it but it's also interesting to think about on your show emmanuel you have a great uh closing question for people you ask every guest what they do to ground themselves but has anyone ever asked asked you emmanuel like what what do you do what are your 
habits or practices that you like to participate in to keep you connected with Christ or grounded to the earth? I mean, what kinds of things come up for you when you when you think about that? Well, I love that you asked me that. I think I did have one guest. I forget who it was. But I did have one guest ask me, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I never thought about it. I was always (laughs) the one asking it. But And I will say that during my transformation, because I do ask that to everybody, it sticks with me a Mm. a little bit, the grounding part. But my transformation, I was very into the astral stuff when Mm. I first woke up and, you know, became psychic and learned Jesus. And I think asking that question to everybody has grounded me to bring all that astral information to the physical world right. to explain it uh, better to normies. I, I think I can relate to people in a much better way now. So For sure. it's an important question to ask. So I think my grounding technique is okay. I'll, so I'll say that I pray mm. uh, a lot and it's, to give thanks and to ask uh, for the benefit of others. I don't typically ask for things for myself because I know as long as I'm doing what God wants me to do, if I'm living as if Christ was living in me, making my decisions, excuse me, uh, living my life and doing things in the way that he would do them. If I'm doing that and I'm constantly reflecting on myself to make sure that I'm doing that, And then I'm giving thanks to be able to do the things that I do to live the life that I live. And I'm asking for the help of others. Mm. God's going to answer my questions before I even know that I have them. So I am well taken care of, but I do typically say ask for healing and protection and guidance, uh, just as a general thing that I like to ask for, for Mm. not just myself, but for everybody. But uh, yeah, so that's a really good one. And another good one, like I was just saying is reflecting Mm. is looking back and I asked myself, and this is the one thing that drove me from prison to better myself was Mm. how can I be better today than I was yesterday? Yeah. How can I be better tomorrow than I was today? Mm. And it didn't matter what it was, you know, if I had to, if I needed to spend five more minutes with my daughter, if I needed to, do five more sit-ups if i needed to uh, baby steps sometimes somebody. or yeah. like what jordan pearson says like clean your room you gotta have a clean room yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly have, grow a little patience it, yes. or whatever it doesn't matter what it is like at that point i was so i had so many things wrong with me i was like i just want to be better and if you mm. say that so say that to yourself every day and you pray every day you're going to become better and you're reflecting on yourself and you're mm really being objective like what could i have done to be better in that situation you know that person cut me off and i honked my horn could i refrain from honking my horn could i see that maybe that person cut me off by accident Mm. and that maybe i overreacted a bit you know those types of things that is how i have bettered myself and become more comfortable where i am and understanding the things that i understand so it's always a reflection it's always talking to god and it's always thinking what would jesus do if he were in my shoes at this Mm. moment living my life those are wonderful principles to live by and it's so cool that like what we were talking about earlier is that if you're doing uh if you're thinking on what you're grateful for or if you're reflecting on how you've evolved over time 
you're emitting a certain frequency. And it's so cool that people will pick up on that. And you don't really have to ask for things for yourself because you will be given everything that you're seeking. Even if you don't directly ask for something, um, it'll find you somehow. And I'm really good. I'm really grateful that we were connected. And it's really funny that I, um, when we, when we think about what grounds us, it's usually the opposite of some of my, like when I think about conspiracies, it reminds me of things that don't ground me, you know, like these ideas, they sort of have the, have the potential to like knock me off balance. If you, Mm. if you think about it like that, but it's really cool that after you've asked all these guests, what they do to ground themselves. Like I remember when I was on your show, I I said, I listen to podcasts and I walk around and I think, and I look up at the trees and the birds and that's still, that's still true. But yet after having this discussion with you, Emmanuel, as you just said earlier, it's like, we're constantly learning new ways and integrating new methods and practices, whether that's like, I've heard you speak about uh, reading the Bible in the morning and just like, reading a quick passage and then closing the the book and just sitting there to think on it. And that's something I've tried myself too. It's really cool. Um, I love that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm definitely inspired. Wow. So as we wrap up, this is, this has been awesome, dude. I'm so happy we got to do this. This is like yeah, me too. Uh, my first podcast ever. <laughs> my closing ritual question on the local listens podcast for you, Emmanuel is, if you look back on your journey and you look back on your past self, that could be who you were yesterday or who you were last week, last month or last decade, however far back you want to go. Imagine a scenario where your past self needs some guidance or some assistance and you have the opportunity now to give them a bit of advice. What would you say to your past self to guide them through this challenging time? Everything will be all right. Just stay the course, never give up, Mm. just never give up. That's what I would tell, because no matter where I was on my course, on my journey, that it would have worked. Just stay, Mm. don't ever stop the game, Uh, don't ever commit suicide, just keep going. It gets better, it gets easier. There is meaning and purpose to everything that is going on, and you can't possibly understand it until you get down the road a little bit, Mm. and then you look back and you see exactly why it all happened the way that it did. And not only that, but you can prevent it from having to happen to others by continuing on the path and not just stopping where you are, mm. but continuing on and helping others come to this uh, understanding. That's beautiful, man. Beautiful. Stay on the on the path. There's quite a lot of delightful things coming in our direction. And it's so good to, to be here with you to witness this unfolding. And I'm really excited to continue chatting. We have a lot to discuss, but... We are going to cut it here. And I just want to thank you once again for being here and for being generous with your time. I know you're busy, you're a father, and it's really a true blessing to connect with you, Emmanuel. And I want to thank you again for all that you've done to help encourage me to stay on my, to stay on my path, to listen to my personal gnosis and to 
pay attention to these signs around me. I want to thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And I want to thank you for having me on. And man, I got to tell you, it's like, uh, you know, having, uh, being with you a month ago and now you've always been comfortable and confident, uh, since I've met you. I mean, it's only been a month, but, uh, you know, there was never like this moment of, uh, nervousness with you. And you seem like, uh, a, a pros pronoun, uh, just doing your thing, uh, interviewing people and all that. So hats off to you. Everybody make sure that you're liking and sharing all Jake's stuff. He's a really good dude and he's putting in a lot of hard work. So make sure that you're helping them out best you can. Thank you, my friend. And before we sign off today, could you please share with everyone where they could listen to you, how they could support you in this wonderful Goodness Over Darkness podcast that you've put together? All right. So you can catch my audio feed on any audio podcast app or whatever that you listen to audio podcasts on. It's Godcast, the Goodness Over Darkness podcast. And on YouTube as well, they're all on there, uh, the video portion. And it's called Goodness Over Darkness, as well as my eight-part series on Christ's Millennial Kingdom. And I have a three-part series on the Book of Enoch, a two-part series on the Biblical Apocalypse. Uh, and I'm going to be doing more stuff in the future with uh, that channel. I have my website is EmmanuelKingman.com, where if, uh, you are in the need of some life coaching uh, or mentorship type of uh program or not programming uh assistance mm. you can send me an email and we can get a zoom call set up and link up for that and uh you can find all my social medias on my website um they all have their own and little logos for it so you can go on there or any of my episodes you just go in the description and all the mm. stuff's always in there love it brother it's great to be with you again thank you so much again for coming on here and i hope you have an awesome night yeah, you too, my friend. Cheers. Welcome to the Godcast. Cross up on my back, I'm slaying demons. It don't matter what you call that. Searching for the truth, facts are facts until they fall flat. It's looking like a story, man, it's all cap. But it's goodness over darkness, it ain't all bad. I met my maker, but I was called back. Emmanuel, show my people they're under a spell Heaven or hell is free will I made my choice and now it's well With my soul I pray the same for you as well Welcome to the Godcast Welcome to the Godcast Greetings my friends Thanks for being here on the outro to episode 13 of the Local Listens Podcast with Emmanuel Kingman of the Goodness Over Darkness Podcast. That's the Godcast, folks. Better check it out. It is a wonderful show. Emmanuel and Mimi are wonderful together, and they also get together with my friend Andy Rouse on the Worship in the Storm. Lots of good stuff there. Please go check it out. And if you were interested in the Millennial Kingdom that we were speaking about earlier, make sure you go to the Goodness Over Darkness YouTube page so you can see Emmanuel's full presentation. It's pretty wild, guys, and it'll definitely uh, make you scratch your head and rethink history, where we've been, where we're, where we're going, and very excited that we got to get together again. I have uh, a lot to thank Emmanuel for. He opened the podcasting door for me, and I'm really happy that we were able to get back together after one quick month. It really flew by, guys, but just want to thank everyone. Thank you guys for being here and for continuing to listen with me and for everyone in my telegram group 
that would be the loco listeners community that's t.me slash loco listeners please come on in bring your dankest memes and let's have some fun anyways guys i hope you all have a wonderful wonderful day thank you for all your support i'm looking forward to chatting with a lot of cool guests so if you want to be on the show just feel free to reach out to me you know where to find me either way i'll leave you with this wherever you are be here be now and be you